whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season 13, episodes 19 and 20, Dig Me Out and Power to the People. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi wiki summary? Sure. Drew t- tries to tell Zoe that he's not her boyfriend, but instead takes their friendship to the next level. Yeah, easy distinction. Uh, easy mistake, you know. Imogen shows up to class late not wearing a bra. Luke makes a comment about it while Becky reprimands him. Imogen is told to go home and get a bra. Imogen was humiliated. To defend herself, she told Simpson that there were no specific rules in the book about needing to wear a bra to school. Simpson told her that there were certain community guidelines to follow. Imogen thought his reasonings were unfair and sexist. Imogen took to Degrassi TV to protest by wearing a bra over her shirt. When other girls followed her movement, Simpson responds by taking away her broadcasting privileges. Oh, <laughs> my God. Fucking play-by-play of only Imogen's plot. What? <laughs> no mention of Allie. You guys, they didn't take a breath that whole time. <laughs> Part two. Drew decides to break up with Zoe. Allie and Dallas team up to stay focused. Imogen takes her dress code fight to the internet. That's it. That's the all whole. right. Oh my god! <laughs> god, it's oh my god. The next a- episodes. Oh my god, the next episodes. No, Degrassi is- wiki summary is like the whole. It's like it's the whole episode. One, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs, and the sixth one is huge. Oh my god, we're in a, well, we're not reading that one. No, is it for episode twenty two? Twenty one. 22 is very short. All right. So then, we'll, so then we will just we'll do, do episode, episode 22. 22. Okay. All right. Sure. Um, the episode 19 is called Dig Me Out, which is a song slash album by Sleater Kinney released in 1997. No idea what the song is, but I guess Drew has to dig himself out of the mess he's made, but he doesn't really do a good job of it. Pretty much. Um, and then Power to the People is definitely is a uh, 1970 song by John Lennon. And it's definitely tying into Imogen and her fight against the sexist dress code. Hell yeah. Um, but all right. Let's get in. That was a pretty easy song description. Yeah. They, they both work. So let's get into it. Zoe, the episode starts with Zoe bringing Drew coffee and he's like all stressed out about his internship and then they start making out and it's gross and Claire walks in on it and she says, this is an office, not a bedroom. And then she makes a super topical Bill Clinton reference. (laughs) And And also Zoe compared herself to Hillary instead of Monica, which I thought was a, a her being very blind about what she is in this relationship reference. Um, and then Zoe is basically bribing Drew to like ditch Dallas in their poker night to go to a party with her or hang out with her friends or something. And I don't know. Just reinforcing the fact that they are not well suited and grossly apart in age and maturity levels. Which they actually kind of addressed, which I was surprised about. Me too. Honestly. Um, I do want to go into Fashion Police because the next scene we see Allie wearing gasp pink sneakers instead of heels because of healing. Yeah, which I'm glad that she actually listened to her doctor. I am surprised by this. 
Um, and I Claire's short hair is growing on me. Yeah, it's at a good length. Um, at one point, Jenna's wearing like a side ponytail and like a painted on sweatshirt, and it's very eighties. <laughs> um, Imogen's bra on the outside situation. I feel like I saw that coming a mile away. Yep. She also has these like lacy fingerless gloves that she wears. I saw it. She. I also I liked the the black and white top that she was wearing with the gloves. I liked and I enjoyed that look. At one point, Dallas wears like a pink stripy V neck, which worked for him. Uh, Imogen wears a nun's outfit. Yeah, she does with really good makeup. <laughs> so I feel like we really could just. There you go. That's the episode. That's, that that's I mean, it. that's all that I have. So <laughs> nun outfit with. Yeah. Very strong lip makeup. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but yeah, Allie has to wear sneakers because of healing and she needs help or I guess she's in science and Dallas is offering to help. But the, I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe we're not there yet. I just wrote. He just like he notices her struggling. He offers to help and she's like, goodbye. And he's yeah. like, um, all right, whatever. And apparently Leo got let out on bail, <laughs> yeah. which, I'm con- which is I, a bummer. I'm confused. So she has court next week. Right. He was let out on bail. I'm confused as to why he hasn't been deported or how that works. I don't know. Because he's not legally in the country anymore. Right. Maybe he has to, like, settle this shit here before he can go back. Yeah, but then why would they just but he not did, detain but he, him? He, they but should he committed, detaining him. But he committed a crime in America. So I guess they have to charge him for the crime he committed in America before they can, like, extradite him back to France for, like, outstaying his visa. But they should at least be detaining him since they're going to have to do that anyway. Yeah, because he's, like, going to be a flight risk no matter what. Yeah. So, I don't know. Silly. Um, But then we're with Imogen, who, like, runs into French class late, and she's about to start giving a French presentation on Celine Dion, but then Luke is making, like, gross references to being able to see, like, her nipples through her shirt, or just, like, it's nippy in here, it's cold, whatever. And then the teacher pulls her aside and says that she's being distracting and that she should go home and get a bra, and I did not like that. I did not either. Um, But then we're with Drew, who is trying to weasel his way out of poker night, or skipping poker, and going to this thing with Zoe, and Dallas is just, like, not having it. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, because he's like, we're casual, and Jenna and Claire and Dallas are like, mm, I think you should probably re-examine what she thinks like, of this situation. You... Yes, does she think that it's casual? They're all just kind of ragging on him for this entire situation. Which, fair, raggable. Um, but then we are in Mr. Simpson's office, and Imogen is standing up for herself and fighting against the patriarchy by calling out the sexist dress code, and... But then it doesn't really end very well because Mr. Simpson is like, there are community standards, like, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It was a bummer of a conversation about the dress code. True facts. I don't have a lot to add to this because, like, I I agree with them. And also we're like, we don't get to the meat of the story. And I feel like with this dress code thing, the way that they resolved it was so on point and, like, so what dress codes should be. And it's just like, women it's like we shouldn't be like putting this on women to not be distracting we should put it on men to not be distracted it's like ugh, bye as fuck seriously 
Um. Anyway, then we are with Miles. Okay, because we're at Miles' house because he's the one having the party. Which, of course. And Zoe show up and Miles is not stoked on Drew being there. And then, like, Drew makes, like, a weird, like, power move and is like, well, I'll tell your dad if you're having a party if you don't let me stay here. And then he, like, makes out with Zoe in front of them. And it's, like, weird and uncomfortable. It's and I hate so it. so weird. I just, like, I don't buy them as a couple. I'm just so, so uncomfortable the this whole time. The difference is not my favorite. I don't like this. I hate it. Um, and then we're with Allie, who's back in the science lab, which is very exciting. And Connor's there and Connor's trying to offer her help. But Allie's like, I can do everything by myself. And she needs to ask for help. She does. Orma's literally in a sling. Come on, Allie. Right now. Um, but then, then we're back at the party and Miles is like soliciting chicken fights. It's like, all right, who's next in the chicken fight against me and Tristan? That's and I'm like, so not a thing. Who solicits chicken fights? This is ridiculous. No. Like, like guy on guy chicken fights. No. It, it does not make sense. I, I've i never, and I've been to pool parties. I've never once seen a real chicken fight before. I have, I have like in middle school and stuff, but... It's not, it's usually, like, it's an excuse to, like, do, like, co-ed situations. Like, you want to, like, partner with the person you like and do chicken fights and, I don't know. I feel like it's not, like, I don't know. It's just, like, a flirtation device? It's, like, it could be used as a flirtation device. Or sometimes if you're just, like, much younger, it's just, like, a fun thing to do when you, like, go swimming a lot. But I feel like in high school, it's not totally... By the time you're there, it's definitely mostly a flirtation device or just, like, dumb guys, like, I don't know, being stupid. But I don't think it's like, all right, next up, next up. Who? <laughs> it's like you're already kind of doing it. Yeah. I don't know. There was, like, nobody in the pool. It's Miles weird. was like, chicken fight time. It was very strange. I don't know. Um, but then... Zoe and Drew, Drew pulls Zoe aside or someone pulls someone aside and they try to have the defining the relationship talk and he tries to be like, hey, I don't want a girlfriend. Like, we need to be casual. And then Zoe freaks out and is like, let's just keep doing what we're doing. I'm fine with no labels. And I'm like, no, you're not. Definitely not fine. This is not, this is not a good, no. Mm-mm. And then, like, you should only be away, only say if you're fine with no labels if you're actually fine with no labels. Yeah. When um, you want a label, you need to tell the person that you want a label. Yes, I say this as a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got over it. <laughs> but then we. It's the next day, and Zoe is, like, inviting herself to their poker night now. And Drew's like, it's just a guy thing. I don't know. And she's like, but Claire's going to be there. And he's like, it's practically a guy thing. And she's like, your friends don't like me. And she's like, he's like, yes, that's true. And then she's like, well, I'll just come and make them like me, basically. And he's like, that's not what I meant. You shouldn't come to this, but I am trapped now. Because they fucked. Yes. Which we find out, we get confirmed later, but I was not sure whether that happened. Oh, no. My, my note is, Zoe invited herself to poker, comma, oh, they fucked. Oh. Yeah. I was not aware yet. Um, but then we're with Allie, who still is not letting people help her in lab. Okay, I have a note about this. It is very frustrating. And I want Allie to feel comfortable asking for help. But obviously, she has this issue in many areas. <laughs> but... 
All right. So later on in the episode, she asks Jenna to cut a banana for her. Why isn't she trying to do the banana by herself? Why is she trying to do cut a fucking apple oh, alone? Yeah, she like, cuts herself on the knife while trying to cut an apple. I don't know. Apples well, are hard to cut. At that point, she's accepted the help. So I don't know. I don't know. Apples um, are hard to cut, man. Yeah. Even when you like aren't in a sling. Seriously. And... But then we are with Imogen, who is railing against the dress code and calling it sexist. And I think, is this when she's filming the video? This is when she's filming this video with Becky. And she's wearing a bra on the outside of her clothes. And she's like, the dress code is sexist. This is stupid. Blah, blah, blah. And yep. then Becky is uncomfortable with this video. And she doesn't want to get in trouble. And Which is Becky all over. Imogen is like, no, freedom of speech. Let's do it. Which is Imogen all over. Yes. And then we are with, I think Allie is waiting for Jen. I think she's trying to get Jenna. Allie has accepted she probably needs help. And then the next scene she is like, she texted Jenna because she's going to ask her for help. But while she's waiting, Dallas is there and he's like, hey, like, what do you like need any help? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm waiting for Jenna. And I think he says something about Jenna, about her never having met a curling Irish curling iron she didn't like. Yeah, I wrote that down too. I like that a lot. I'm like, oh, that's a good way to describe Jenna. I can help you. And then Jenna shows up and is like, obviously I'll help you. And it's, I'm like, yay, good. Somebody just help Allie, please. But then um, the next scene, is this one? Oh, yeah. So people start wearing bras on the outside of their clothes. One girl only wears a bra, but whatever. I mean, I guess. And I'm like, yay, female solidarity, revolution. Can I tell you what I wrote? <laughs> I wrote bravolution. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I was very proud of it. And then Simpson comes in and is like, um, Imogen, this is not cool. And he takes away her broadcast privileges. Or does he take away all of DTV? Or he just takes her? away all of DTV. Okay, I was like, that's a little harsh. She's like, you're off the air. It was yeah. very dramatic. Um, and then we're at poker night, which I was confused about why this was happening at the school. Because but... they didn't have enough money for a different set. <laughs> True. Um, and because then... they don't have Spinner and Jimmy's store anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Or yeah. like, or Dylan's basement or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, and then... Poker features a lot on this show. <laughs> Wait, where did Allie play? Some other sketchy basement? Some sketchy basement back room situation. Why do they think so many kids play poker? I don't know. Like high stakes gambling addictions. It'd be more likely that this would be only happening online at this point, especially. Yeah. Like how Marco's kind of started, but. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway, um, then Drew shows up and is like, hey. You're going to kill me. Guess what? And they're like, fucking Zoe's coming. And they're like, what the hell? And then Connor's like, we don't have enough visors. <laughs> that was my favorite part. I wrote that down. <laughs> we don't have enough visors. And they're I like, love Connor. They're like, why are you letting her run your life? And then Dallas is like, you had sex, didn't you? And it's like, um, yes, bingo. Ding, ding, ding. You did it. And then Zoe comes in and is like, being annoying and then she goes all she's like i'm all in and dallas is like i thought you might be <laughs> or something he's like, like that. yeah he's like somehow i figured yeah. <laughs> and drew's like I'm, I'm gonna fold <laughs> um i'm out they're, yeah they're, i mean listen zoe is annoying we don't like her but they're definitely they're being mean yeah like don't get me wrong like some i like all those characters well claire bugs me and drew bugs me but i like dallas and connor <laughs> But they're and I don't like Zoe, but I can wreck it. Like they're being mean to her. I don't know 
if they're necessarily being mean to her. I think it's mostly like they can see that this is a bad idea because they know Drew and they're like, this is dumb. You shouldn't be doing this. And I don't think they're I think they're just teasing and I don't think they're outright teasing her. And I think they mostly see Drew being the one in the wrong because he's the one who's like holding all the cards to say no pun nice. intended um and he clearly is the one who holds the power in this situation i mean they're being mean to him too and yeah, he they're deserves definitely being mean it to him. i don't know i think they're just being kind of like teasy i don't think they're being malicious towards zoe but they're not being nice no i, I did not i did not like it um but also drew needs to figure this out real quick because yeah but also zoe's not very nice so i don't really blame them for not liking her as a person anyway that's true um, but then we are with Imogen and she's just like poking more holes in the dress code and how it's clearly geared toward like limiting what the girls can wear. Yeah. She's and like, talking, like yeah. it doesn't say boys versus girls. And Imogen's like, all the rules are like, no short skirts, no like cleavage, la la la. There's nothing here specifically calling out stuff for boys. This is a sexist dress code. And... Then they we find out that she has made a face range page about like the anti dress code or something, and Becky starts flipping out again because she does not like conflict. Nope. Um, but also, I want to take a step back and say that I really love that Imogen and Becky are like friends and pals now. Me too. I like it, and I also I like this cause. Yeah. It's like it's a little bit silly, but also you know you. I, you'll like read stories online about like it's you know happening happening like in big ways in like places where like girls are being sent home for like not revealing clothes and like teachers saying that they're like distracted by a girl's outfit and yeah. sending them home like, girls and like who wear like leggings as pants or something. like thick leggings and their entire bodies are covered but it's like you're distracting don't do this yeah it's like dude just maybe don't be a pervy old man then yeah and like and like girls like being sent home from prom for like regular dress and a lot of it also has to do with like how like developed they are or whatever yeah. it's like you know like and it, and it also ends up being like a, it can end up being like a racial thing and oh, it's yeah. like it's it's oh there's like so much like it seems like such a silly cause on the outside but there's so much buried into that and that's mm. not necessarily the case in degrassi but it is the case in a lot of schools in the like, u.s it could bring in like race it can bring in social class it can, mm-hmm. it's like it's a lot of different like in just different factors. like body types yeah. and that it's I think the end result of the episode is a very good example of what a dress code should be. It's more about intent rather than like something you can't control. Exactly. But um, it, and it, like, yeah, I just, you know, it, it seems like such a silly thing, but I know. Ugh. But there's anyway. so much wrapped up in there, you guys. <laughs> but then we're with Drew, who like finally maybe having a come to Jesus moment with Zoe in the library and is like, listen, um, I don't think I can do this. And then she freaks out. And then he finds out that it was her first time because obviously it was her first time. And he's like, like in a pool house. And it's like, oh no, Drew. That was yeah. not what she meant. It's, this is a fucking mess. And then I like, also, I, at first I wasn't sure if she was telling the truth. I thought it was just like a manipulation tactic. I don't know. I believed her. She's so young. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I did at first, but I was like, but they also like to make her such a villain that yeah. like, what if they're just trying to trick us? I don't think so. Degrassi has me on edge. No, well now, well now I know. <laughs> yeah. But like in that one scene, I was like, is she manipulating him? 
I, I didn't really think that, but because I don't know, she's just so young. But I mean, I wouldn't put her past this character because she's been shady. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then he's like, actually, that's not what I meant at all. Let's let's update our face range status. And it's like, Drew, do not double down on this. Like, Ugh. don't. This is just going to make it even worse when you have to break it off with her because you don't want her to be your girlfriend. You already uh, made this a is... bad decision. And you've already let her on so much. Like, you got to just end it when you know you need to end it. This is so... Stop. This really bums me out. I just... It bums me out. Like, you can't... If you have any sort of suspicion that something means something more to a different person than it does to you, and you know that this is just, like, a whatever rebound to, like, boost your fucking ego, don't do it. Just, like, don't even do it in the fucking first place. Don't be selfish and... Don't just get out what you want to get out of it. No. At the expense of somebody else's feelings. Even even though on a technicality, nobody has like, even if they're like, we are casual. We said we were casual. And then you like hit it and quit it in quotes. And then you're like, bye, I got to go. You said you were cool with us being casual. I didn't do anything wrong. It's like, no, you know when you do something wrong. Yeah. Even though someone is like technically, it's just. Oh, even Drew's not this dumb. And just like, think about context. Think about the person that you're with. Like she is, yeah, she's like mature, whatever, but she is 15. Yeah. And she clearly, clearly likes you. And you know she has liked you since like the beginning of the year when you had your weird like sleeping pill conversations with her. Yeah. Like just because she's like low key evil doesn't make her not a person. Like Jesus. This is a mess. She's just taking advantage of her feelings. And it's such a fucking bummer. Sociopath behavior. It's not good. It's like like you have just no empathy. No. It's just the Drew show. It's all about his wants and needs. Stupid Drew. Before he considers anybody else's. It's just very selfish and immature and not good. Um, But then part two starts and Zoe like drops by Drew's internship and is also asking for a job. She's like, I'd just love to spend more time with Drew. And I'm like, this is really unprofessional. It's so inappropriate. <laughs> and she like kisses him in front of him. It's, it's so, it's not cool. No, and which is why you can't be 18 dating a 15 year old. Despite like, uh, like regardless of all of the like moral and like questionable icky things about that you are just when you're that young you are in such a different place within the span of those three years yeah Yeah. it's ridiculous um but then and then the her boss is like i'll let you make that call um okay and then we are with dallas and drew and i think dallas says just because you hit it doesn't mean you can't quit it at one point. But then he's like, but for real, like, this is, you need to, you need to end it now because it's going to be worse the longer you wait, essentially. Yep. Um, And then Imogen's in a nun outfit. All about it. And then a bunch of other girls at the school are wearing their bras and are protesting and they ch- are chanting, bra rules are for fools. Which is a terrible chant. You guys need to work <laughs> on this. And Becky is flipping out and... Then, but then we're with Drew. And Wait, are we with Drew or are we? St- or is this when Simpson takes? No, because the- then we go with Drew and then Simpson comes back. Because oh, I have, yeah. I have Becky is flipping out, and then I have Drew telling Zoe he doesn't have a lot of time for her, and then I have Yay Simpson is seeing the light. Actually, I think so. Then I think at this point Simpson pulls Imogen is like Imogen in my office now. Yeah, and then we go to Drew, 
who's like thinks he's breaking up with Zoe, but is being really vague about it because he doesn't want to like seem like a bad guy when it's like, no, you need to be clear when you're breaking up with somebody. Yeah, You have to be the bad guy. Here's my other relationship advice. Say what you fucking mean. Don't be weird and cagey about it to not hurt another person's feelings. It's like it's going to hurt their feelings no matter what. Just so just rip it off fast like a Band-Aid. The sooner you end it, the sooner everyone's going to get over it. Exactly. And then he's like, so with this internship, I'm really not going to have a lot of time. La, la, la. And then like moonwalks away and is like, I did it. And it's like, oh, no, you did not. You idiot. And then and then I and then we're with in Mr. Simpson's office and he's like, and Imogen's like, I'm not even like wearing anything. I didn't tell him to wear that. And Simpson's like, calm down. You're not in trouble. All right. You want a new dress code? Tell me what you want the dress code to be. Let me take your suggestions. I want to make sure we don't have a shitty dress code. Yeah. And Imogen's like, oh, I haven't really thought about it. And he's like, you got to think about it now. And she's like, all right, let me have a couple. Let me have some time. Um. Yeah, she kind of started a cause without knowing what she wanted the solution to be. Yeah. (laughs) And then we're with Drew and Dallas and Claire and everybody. And Drew's like, I broke up with her. It's great. And they're like, "Um, what did you say? And he's like, I just told her I didn't have a lot of time. And Claire's like, oh, no, you didn't break up with her. No. You definitely saw the girlfriend. They were like, did she cry? (laughs) Did she yell at you? You still have a girlfriend. Yeah. And then we're with Jenna and Allie and Jenna is distracted while Allie's like, help me cut this banana. And she's like, what are you looking at? And Jenna's like, I'm looking at therapy. And she's kind of trying to gently bring up the fact that Allie should probably be going to see somebody. Yeah. Allie's like, I'm already doing physical. I'm already going to do physical therapy for my arm. And Jenna's like, that's not what I'm at. I like, I know you don't, you need to talk to someone. I know it doesn't have to be me or Claire. Like, I know you don't really want to talk to about it with us, and that's fine, but I feel like you need to talk about somebody. And Allie is extremely resistant and fires Jenna as her assistant. Slash quits. Which, like, I feel like it's... I mean, maybe it's just the year that it is or the age that we are, but I feel like this whole, like, stigma that, like, going to therapy makes you a weaker person is, like, not relevant anymore. I don't know. I think that kind of stuff can run deep, depending on who you are as a person. Even if you logically know, like, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy, I feel like it's different when it comes to, like, yourself. If you kind of already have that, like, I don't like appearing as a weak person type of mentality, even though that's not really something you can control. It's, like, scary to, like, think about, like, being vulnerable with another person, even if it's a shrink. Not that I'm speaking from experience <laughs> or anything, but yeah, no, like, no, okay. no way, no way. <laughs> I can definitely understand like being resistant, even though logically you know nothing's wrong with it, because um, it can be scary to like start that process. And Allie's been through so much shit that she probably thinks she just wants to not talk about it or think about it at all, and she's still like a kid. And her parents have also been, as she says next, her parents have been like. All like, how could you be so stupid? How did you not know this was going to happen? And Allie probably doesn't want to like... She's already getting like shitty comments like that at home from her parents. I think she just like doesn't want to think about it anymore. She just wants it to pretend like it didn't exist. And she's like, ugh, I give up. Whatever. I can't do it. And it's sad. Um, 
But then we are with Imogen, who is soliciting dress code advice from all the girls who have been helping protest. And these girls have some very depressing priorities. They're like, we should wear bralettes. We should be able to do this. And Imogen's like, guys, I don't think they're going to go for like that, like type of a thing. Like we need, like we have bargaining chips, but I don't think we can do that. And, and she's like, how are you, do you expect us to get boyfriends? And she's like, that's the only reason. That's like why you're dressing like this. And then some other, I think it's Frankie. And she's like, we also dress like this to make other girls feel bad about themselves. I'm like, who wrote this? <laughs> who are People these girls? Like this. No, who are these girls? It's not cool. It's <laughs> a real bummer. Because even if you're thinking that way, odds are you're not saying it yeah, out loud. It's like, oh my God. Although I, I do have one very good friend who would actually talk like this in high school. <laughs> my god um but it's and fine then she doesn't Imogen, listen to the podcast and then Imogen and Becky are like um oh, this was a bad idea okay back to square one I guess um and then we're with Drew who has decided to just be mean now yeah so tactful and then he like Zoe shows up to his internship and he's like I told you I was busy like that like I broke up with you what are you doing and Zoe's like no you didn't wait that's what that was and he's being real mean and it's like, get off my back. Get away from me. I don't want to date you anymore. He's being really mean. And he's then being horrible. And she's like, what about the sex? And he's like, yeah, I regret that now. Yeah. Which, yikes. Yikes. And then she, I don't remember how we got here, but she says, spoil. Or she's like, like, well, good luck with your Q&A. Spoiler alerts. The A is you're a jerk. I'm like, not your best, Zoe. It's, it's really not. The A is you're a jerk is not her greatest line. The A, it should have been at least the A is you're an asshole. Or like A is for ass. It's like, you got like, oh, it's not good. It still wouldn't have been great, but it would have been better than the A is you're a jerk. I mean, listen, just, I'm, I feel like just landing on Hey, guess what? Eat a dick and then walking off is yeah. always a really it's a it's yeah. a good closing move. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Um, yeah. Anyway, then we're with Dallas, who's being supportive to Allie he's because he's dude. the best. I love Dallas. So I much. love Dallas. My favorite. So he <laughs> offers to help her, but my favorite thing about this is he's like, because she is clearly so not into the idea of dating a person right now, which is fucking Very fair. fair. He's like, there's only two conditions, and she's like oh, you want to go on a date? And he's like, no, you're so full of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that when we spend time together, we should only talk about science. Yeah, I love him. He like, he's, he's like, for a guy who acts like a dummy, he's like very emotionally smart. True. He like, he is an empath. <gasps> I bet he's a cancer. Oh, maybe. Dallas is definitely a cancer. Yeah. We're going to have to like, Toward everybody at some point. I know. Um, Caitlin sent us an email about how Allie's how totally Allie is a Capricorn, Capricorn, and I kind of I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, Allie's. I can see it a little Allie's bit. Allie's a Capricorn, but uh, Dallas confirmed. I'm saying Dallas is a Dallas cancer. Is a cancer. I can I can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has that like maternal instinct that he does. The stereotypical cancer trait is like you you are just so mothering and you're maternal and you're like that's the one part of it that I'm not. It really is the one part that I'm not. But I but it, I was talking to my mom about it. This is like weird, but we were just talking about zodiac for some reason. I was like, yeah, but I'm not like really. I'm like the one part of like cancer that I'm not is that I I don't like kids. I'm not a kid person. And she was like, yeah, but you're nurturing in yeah, other you ways. Yeah, nurturing in other ways, like to, with like, friends and, and stuff. Animals. Animals, so many animals. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, to things that are important to you, just not 
you're not literally mothering motherly no. matron no. made you don't want to be a mom nah i'm good <laughs> not dog um but anyway then we are at like the mr hollingsworth like giving like a q a thing and he believes in community i wrote that down for some reason and then zoe's mom like comes up and is like confronting drew in front of the entire auditorium and it is rough but i get it yeah (laughs) she's like how about when you have sex with my 15 year old daughter and then dump her or something like that and it's like fair extreme yikes but honestly fair and then mr hollingsworth is like i don't think this is the place to have this conversation and then drew like pieces out and they like go to the principal's office um extreme yikes but then we're with Becky and Imogen who are like having a hard time with the dress code, but then they finally kind of land on the, it's about intent rather than like, I don't know, but like everyone should dress however they want unless they're like being intentionally distracting, I guess. Is kind yeah, of. it's about, so like if you're just like, don't intentionally try to like make a scene or don't intentionally try to be offensive or uh, i don't know the umbrella term is distracting but yeah yeah, which honestly makes sense to me like intention you know yeah it's about all about intent um so like you know it's it's school don't dress like like you're going to the club yeah (laughs) you know yeah but it's like you know that's just that's just being a person in the world god i remember in middle school we weren't allowed to wear jeans with holes in them like girls weren't allowed to wear ripped jeans in middle school what i don't know because couldn't see our legs for some reason even though like in the summer you could wear shorts but they had to be like you had to like do like the hand test oh we had to we used to have to do that for like gym shorts and stuff yeah we had to do that with like any shorts i think we also weren't allowed to wear flip-flops in middle school because that's just like i get that safety issue i think but we were allowed to in high school because um, I think that more, that's, uh, I don't know. Well, that was also the time of rolly backpacks was oh, middle school. God. So flip-flops yeah. are a hazard. Yeah. <laughs> I guess by the, well, I don't know. They were still pretty uncool by the time you were in middle school, but I don't think anyone was rolling a backpack by the time you got to high school. I think sixth grade for me was when like rolling backpacks were a big thing. I think I was in like fourth grade. That seemed more like a elementary school thing to me. Maybe I'm misremembering. But I don't know. I don't know. Remember rolling backpacks? Those are so yep. lame. I had one of those bum ones. Nice. They ca- I feel like they came in like either purple or green. And I had like one color and my sister had. It was the one with like the handle was like a T shape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It and I like everybody like, had them. It just looks like you're going on a teeny tiny business trip <laughs> yeah, at all I times. <laughs> I know. But honestly, like not a bad, in hindsight, rolling backpacks good like better for your back than a regular backpack especially Uh by the time you get into like middle school and high school when you're actually carrying substantial shit on your back yep like I think I knew a kid who got like minor scoliosis because he only wore the backpack on one side of his shoulder and then it like caused like kind of a weird curvature of his spine oh my god (laughs) dude just put on both straps (laughs) not cool that way Kelsey oh my god neither is scoliosis (laughs) (laughs) you might have to wear a brace or get a surgery my friend had to wear a back brace for like a really long time so rough she like i ever knew anyone who had to do that almost nobody knew she hit it really well well at least she could hide it but it was like 
crazy. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Actually, I might have known someone who had one, but she was allowed to only wear it, like, while she slept. It wasn't, like, crazy enough that she had to wear it under all of her clothes all the time. I don't know. My friend had to do it all the time, and she was an athlete, so. Oh, God, that sucks. Yeah. Hiding it from people was very hard. God, locker rooms must have been rough. Yeah. Ugh. P.E. locker rooms, just in general. Ugh. Anyway. Oh, my God. I read this, like, there was, like, this thread on Twitter that this this, uh, guy, he's, like, a pediatrician, and so is his wife, and he just, like, went to Twitter, like, furious because his eighth grade daughter went to school and the school for some sort of fitness thing had to weigh everyone Uh, and it wasn't like a blind weighing like they didn't it it wasn't like public but like everyone had to do it everyone had to do it and they would tell them how much they weighed so of course all the girls are comparing each other and it's like destroying them (laughs) i'm like i'm horror like this was like a week ago and i'm still horrified he like went and talked to the school like I would have, like, oh, my God, crazy. Sorry. I'm just ridiculous. No. Anyway. Anyway. Um, then we are in the principal's office, and Audra is here, and she is pissed. Yep. Rightfully. And Zoe admits that the sex was consensual. Yeah, and her mom is like, this was statutory rape. You're 18. She's 15. La, la, la. And then Mr. Simpson is like, well, there's a five-year window if it was consensual, which I didn't think I knew that. I think it depends on where you are. Yeah. It depends on where you are. Also, Mr. Simpson, weirdly aware of the specificities <laughs> of statutory rape laws. I don't know. I feel like if you're a high school principal, you might have to know that kind of a thing. That's true. Seniors date freshmen all the time. Yeah. A girl that I went to high school with just got married to a guy that she, that was like, a I think he was, was a freshman. I think he was a junior. Age. I think he was a junior and they dated or whatever when she was a freshman, maybe. That's not as bad. That's not, no, but that's, that's less. kind of the same difference though, because Zoe's well, a sophomore, Zoe's a sophomore and Drew's, Drew's a senior, but he's a super senior. Drew's a super senior, so yeah. It's the same as like freshman to senior age gap. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. No. I mean, I think I've told the story, but I had a friend who dated a girl in eighth grade when we were juniors, and that's even fucking Oh, no, I hate it. And they dated for a really long time. Like, I think they're broken up now, but, like, I think they dated throughout college, and they, like, moved to San Diego together. But oh, I my think, God. I don't think they're together anymore, though, but it was... That's what happens it when you start dating someone when you're 13. Maybe. Although, I do a couple that I know from high school got married and started dating in eighth grade they got married like last year or two years ago or something when they were both in eighth grade yeah okay that's less weird though it's not <laughs> weird i mean it's not like gross but it's just like odd to me that you've just been together that long they took like a break once yeah for like six months in like sophomore year of high school yeah i mean my aunt and uncle started dating when they were like 14 and 15 crazy and i think they maybe took a break during college for like a second or maybe college was kind of like a gray area time but th- they've basically been together since they were 14 i don't married i don't even to this day. want to be facebook friends with the guys <laughs> that i dated when i was like 14 and 15 i don't i mean sometimes i feel like it just depends on how you grow as a person and whether you grow together or whether you do not. I am so glad so, that I grew apart. <laughs> yeah, I think it just depends. I'm friends with one of them, I think. He's engaged. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, then, but yeah, but then it's like, it, and then Zoe's like, it was consensual. And it's like, all right. 
I guess it's fine now. Nobody's technically in trouble. And then Andrew's like, great, peace out. Right, I'm going to go deal with my internship. And his mother is like, horrified. I'm sorry? Yeah. And then he goes. Are you a sociopath? Pleads for his job with Mr. Hollingsworth, who for some reason gives him a second chance and is like, you're on probation now. Everyone makes mistakes. And it's like. I believe in second chances. Ugh. Just ask my son. Just yeah. throwing miles under the bus for no goddamn reason. <laughs> no. And then we were like back at Drew's house with like a weird like music montage. And then Audra comes down and is like, turn off your fucking music. She's totally disgusted with him and is very disappointed in him. Makes all the points. And she's like, sex is serious, especially for a girl, especially at that age. And then Drew's like, I guess I wasn't thinking. It's been a really hard year. And Audra's like, don't you dare put this on your brother. This has nothing to do with that. You don't get to pull that card. You made a bad fucking choice. You were really selfish. I thought I raised a better man than this. And then mic drop Audra's out and Hell yeah. fucking queen forever. Hell yeah. Um, but then we were with Imogen and... Dress code works. Yeah, the dress code works. And yeah, I guess the dress code was like, respect yourselves and each other and like make good choices is basically the dress code. Pretty much. And apparently one girl tried to do it and then another girl talked her back into it and she's like... We just That's want success. this to work out for everybody. And yeah. hooray. And then we are with Drew and his dumbass roses. He buy, he has like a bouquet of roses and is waiting for Zoe, who we see has had the word ho like written on her locker, which is so stupid and I hate it. Seriously. And then he like is trying to wipe it off and Zoe walks up and she's like, did you write that too and regret it? Oh, yeah, it was a good line. And he's like, no, I don't know what else to say. I brought you flowers. And Zoe's like, fuck you and your flowers. My mom always told me not to trust boys. And now I know why. Bye. And I'm like, oh, God. And he's just like contributed to her already pretty deep seated trust issues. This is not great. Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. Maybe don't trust boys. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the worst takeaway. (laughs) Be cautious. Um, Protect your heart. And then... We're with um, Dallas and Allie. Dallas and Allie. He's helping her with her decimal points in her science project, and he's the best, and I love it. Yeah, and he, and he, like, she's like, hey, you helped. You need to, like, put your name on, too. He's like, no, this is yours. I just, I was just an extra set of hands, and, like, disappears into the night. Like, very cool guy. And then we're at Drew's house, and we find him reading a book called Nut Up or Shut Up. Which is. Which I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess it appeals to the intended audience. It's, like, something to help him stop being a jerk to girls. And then he's talking to Dallas about Seems how. real reasonable that he needs a book to explain it to him. <laughs> Drew's not very bright. Hey, don't be an asshole. But All right, chapter two. He does feel bad about it, and it seems like he genuinely kind of understands why he, how he was such a jerk now. Yeah. And now that his mom has handed it to him and Zoe has handed it to him, and he's like, Mario, that's something bad. And then he's like, okay, yeah, I feel really horrible. I don't know what to say. And Audra overhears his, like, heartfelt, basically, apology. And she's like, all right, sounds like a good start, basically. And then uh, and then Dallas says something about, like, unrequited love for a science nerd or something. Yeah. He really does. And then it's over. And then it's over. Um, Spirit Squad Captain. Audra and Audra <laughs> and Dallas and Audra. Yeah. Um, ship. 
Drew. Or no, Dallas and Allie. Yeah, Dallas and Allie, 100%. I just remembered that Drew and Allie used to date. I know. <laughs> Drew's dated a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Drew and Katie? <laughs> yeah. Actually, when this whole thing happened, I was like, uh, virginity number two. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, also, you guys, virginity is a social construct and it's bullshit. Yes. It's not real. Grapevine. <laughs> so we have a tweet from Anne Elizabeth. Um, I was shocked Zoe didn't get in trouble. My school def had jurisdiction over cyberbullying and you could get suspended for like a week for something milder than Zoe's page. I feel like most schools operate similarly. I hope so. The, it actually, I think I blocked it out as just a part of like burying my horrible middle school experience. But I did get someone in a very big trouble for cyberbullying me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was like, I might just unleash some, like, traumatic information on you guys. No, there was um, there was this super big asshole in my middle school. And I remember he had an – it was, like, right when MySpace got huge. It was, like, mm-hmm. 2004, 2005. Yeah. Um, and he – And on his AIM profile, he would write, like, a mean word, and it would link to someone specific's MySpace page. And mine was, like, the first one on there, FYI, which is why I got him in trouble, because fuck you. Um, And I, like, printed everything. I was such an asshole, but I was like, but this kid kid had been bullying me for, like, three years, and I was like, I was like, I have receipts, motherfucker. (laughs) And I printed everything out. He got in trouble for everyone that he made fun of. Some of it was, like kids that didn't even go to our school he apologized to me every day of eighth grade really and i don't know that i ever forgave him and i remember (laughs) once he was doing basically the exact same thing he was like being really bitchy to this girl in like facebook comments in my freshman year of college and and yeah no this asshole like never got his shit together never never got his shit together it was a girl that i was like kind of friends with and she got picked on a lot and i was like hell no this is not happening i was like it was i was like this is years later and i am i was not more confident but i had more fake confidence (laughs) and i was like fuck this shit fuck this guy and i like basically went in i did like a whole launched this whole thing about like all the shitty things that he did and i was like but i guess you never learn your lesson and i made a reference to a very specific thing he once said to me in like an online like aim message when he was like making fun of me for like something really horrible and i like just let it all loose on there and he just like he private messaged he's like i'm really sorry i'll be better and i was like you're never gonna be better you clearly have not learned your lesson asshole but the moral of the story is that guy got in a lot of trouble and had to apologize to me every single day and he wasn't doing shit on school computers good yeah and and it was so early in the time of like cyberbullying being a thing but my school my middle school which was like notoriously bad at everything was like (laughs) on top of it so there's no way that zoe wouldn't have anything happen to her yeah i know it's like like yeah he can't control the internet but he can control punishment over his own students seriously so there's there's no fucking way that she would have just gotten away with that technicality yeah i feel like there has to be something yeah so thank you especially now where i'm sure it's so common hell no it's like you can't escape it when you 
even when you go home, like you're on Facebook and Instagram and everything. Exactly. There's so many different avenues for someone to be a shitty person to you. Exactly. So there's no way that Degrassi wouldn't. So there's some fun backstory. And thank you, <laughs> Anne Elizabeth, for yeah. uh, really unleashing some stuff that I clearly buried. <laughs> That's always fun. Always a cool time. Um, we also have an email from Caitlin, which we mentioned earlier, where she links to an Instagram video about why Allie is a Capricorn. Um, but then she also said her, the subject is, here's why Allie is a Capricorn. First, there's this link that's just basically this really like type A person on a date. that was like, yeah, that does seem kind of like Allie. And then she says, Allie on a date at her best knowingness what she deserves this is this i did that make sense um anyway then Allie is currently at her worst so she's shit at being a capricorn of course a capricorn would be able to fast track to mit a shitty capricorn would say no i want to do everyone's chart and that's all she says <laughs> i mean we would love to do everyone's chart we already have decided that dallas is a cancer Allie's capricorn what do you think i guess we can just do it now let's do it while it's it while it's on our mind um what do you think Claire is? Virgo. Yeah. Or a Pisces. Eli. Scorpio. Eli might be a Scorpio. I, I'm, I'm, he's definitely a water sign. He's either Pisces, Cancer, or Scorpio. He seems, out of the three of those, I feel like he seems more like a Scorpio to me. Yeah. Um, who else is left? Who else? Jenna? Jenna's like an Aquarius or something. I can see her being a Pisces too, though. She's not like overly emotional, though. Uh, yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Aquariuses are too are like weird. Libra, like, maybe a Libra. She's a Libra. She's. I feel like she's more affectionate than what an Aquarius would be. Yeah, I think I think she's a Libra. Um. Drew. Drew. Drew's, Drew. Drew's a Leo. A Leo. Yeah. Definitely a Leo. Connor? Connor might be an Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. You know what? I think Claire is a Taurus. Ooh, She's yeah. Stubborn as fuck. fuck. Yeah. That's a good call. <laughs> it's a good call. Um, I think she's definitely a Taurus. Because she's like Taurus. type A earth sign, but also like digs in. <laughs> yeah. No. Claire is a Taurus. That and is also an like, excellent call. And it's hard for her to like budge from her already like preconceived notions about things. I think she's definitely a Taurus. What do you um, think Imogen is? Imogen could be an Aquarius. I can see her being an Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like real open to shit. So maybe Connor maybe isn't. Maybe Connor's a Virgo. Yeah, I could see Connor as a Virgo. Because Virgos are, I feel like he's more very like black or white. Yeah. Keep my nose to the ground type of person. Yeah. But yeah, I think Imogen is probably an Aquarius. I'm like trying to think of characters, but I'm also trying to think of like which signs we haven't gone toward yet. I don't know anything about Sagittarius. Sagittarius, you know my friend Taylor? Yes. She's a fucking Sagittarius. Like they're Got like it. very like life of the party. My friend Lee is a Sagittarius. Got it. None of these names mean anything to anybody, but like I feel like they're it's like they're very like outgoing and like want to keep the party going, but they're also like particular about the way that they do that in the same way. So they're know. Declan. Declan might be a Sagittarius. What do you think Holly Holly J is a Capricorn? Yeah, Holly, Holly J is, is a Holly J is a Capricorn. Come on. What about Fiona? Fiona might be a Cancer. Oh yeah, Fiona's the Cancer. That's <laughs> she's 
yeah, she's okay. Definitely All right, that's fair. <laughs> that's that's an excellent point. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. She's. Or I'm trying to think. She could be a Pisces. Who do you think like an Aries is? Because Aries are can also. I could also see her maybe being an Aries because they're very like act first, think later. Mm. But I don't know. Can't I mean? She might be a little too more emotional. And yeah, more Cancer. But I'm trying to think of who like an Aries would be. Who? Mm. What do you think Maya is? Ooh. I mean, I think Maya might be a Capricorn. She could be, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess she can think on some end of the spectrum. She keeps things bottled bottled up real tight. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe she's a Capricorn. I think that um, Katie is a Virgo, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um... Maybe, maybe do we want to go old school? What do you think Emma is? Ooh, Emma's a Taurus. Tor- oh, yeah, I can see her being a Taurus. Sean? He might be an Aries. Yeah. he That that fully tracks. Jimmy? I don't know. Leo? He could be a Leo. Spinner? Spinner's hard. Yeah, Spinner. Because he goes through so many, like, evolutions. That's the thing. He's gone through so many phases <laughs> that you really can't. Pin him down. pin him down. He's definitely a cusp, though. Yeah. He's Whatever he is, he's a cusp. Um, Craig? Craig's a cancer. Yeah. Although in real life, uh, Jake Epstein has the same birthday as I do. Does he really? Which will be on the day that this episode comes out. <gasps> happy birthday. almost birthday to Holland. Well, happy birthday to me when you hear it. <laughs> happy birthday to Holland on this episode recording um, day. Yeah. But yeah, I have the same birthday as him and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Nice. Fucking Capricorn. So many Capricorns. <laughs> that Capricorn energy, though. It's true. Um, Manny? Leo or a Gemini. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What's more? I don't know. Yeah, one of those. Maybe she's a cusp. Yeah. Right next to each other, right? No. Leo and Cancer. Yeah, because I'm a cusp. I'm right. a Leo Cancer cusp, which I don't think fully tracks, but... <laughs> You're, maybe you're just like more, it's like with a toe into Leo. Yeah. Cancer. Yeah, that's basically it. I'm like a couple days away from being an Aquarius, but I think I'm definitely more of a Capricorn. Yes, that is correct. I can I can vouch for that. Um, What do you think Paige is? Paige. I think Paige is a Gemini. Maybe? No, Paige is a Leo, but yeah. Ashley's a Gemini. Oh, yes. Yes. Paige is a Leo, Ashley's a yes. Gemini, Manny, I'm still not sure. God, I want. I don't. I wonder if this is interesting to anybody. This is not. Us. This is not interesting to anybody. I think maybe it's been going on for too long. I think it has. We're like, who else do we have? Who else do we have? I might have to edit this to be a little quicker because we're like, hmm. <laughs> it's just us really. It's just us really thinking, thinking hard about the attributes of a Toby? fucking Sagittarius. Toby is. Probably a Virgo. Virgo or Aquarius. Yeah. JT? JT's a Leo. JT is full Leo. Um, that might be everybody that yeah. I can think of Bef- uh, before adding more like Liberty. Mm-hmm. I think Liberty. Liberty could be either a Capricorn or, hear me out, a Scorpio. I could see that. 
In my heart, my heart says that she's a Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Although, I don't know. I feel like it's very Capricorn of her to, like, be in a hardcore denial about being pregnant until it's too late. (laughs) That is accurate. That is a true fact. Um, All right. You guys, we got to stop. Anyway. This is not interesting. We We have a review. (laughs) From Bree Bree Lynn... 1122 um you do not say who you want to be shipped with but i guess i will just figure it out all right so this is going to be heavily inspired by the episode we just watched but i'm going to ship you with dallas yay you are in science class and you are tasked with a project with your lab partner uh, who happens to be Mike Dallas. And you're like, oh, this jock, like, great. I get saddled with him. And also, science isn't even my best subject. It's going to be hard. Great. We have to do this after school. So you start working on this science project. It starts off a little Nathan and Haley where it's like there's bickering. and But then you learn that Dallas is actually, like, secretly smart. And he's going to help you through this science experiment. And you kind of like work after school all week and you get closer and closer. And then finally, you like your hypothesis comes true. It's very exciting. You're going to win science. And then it comes time to giving your presentation in class and it, you pass with flying colors and it's great. And it's and it, like Dallas has been for you every step of the way. And then after class, he's like, we should celebrate. Do you want to like get a celebratory coffee at the dot after school? And you're like, okay. And then you go on a little coffee date and it's great. And he's cute. And you really turned around on Mike Dallas and then whatever happens happens. And that's my ship for you. Um, I love it. Let's go win this science. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Um, but all right, that is all the grapevine that we have for you guys today. If you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. We're on Instagram at DegrassiPod. You can email us at whateverittakespodcasts at gmail.com. Um, and you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And if you leave us a review, you too can get a Degrassi-inspired fanfiction made up by one of us on the show. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend? Um, I will recommend Future Man Season 2. It just came out and it's pretty good so far. I haven't finished it yet. But if you haven't watched Future Man at all, it's really funny and it's on Hulu. Back it up. um i all day yesterday i i watched a million things i did not get ahead of bed um but i watched the entire uh only season of happy exclamation point it is weird and dark and funny and very very dark and kind of gave me nightmares it's um it's yeah but it's really good um as long as you are prepared for um weird dark shit it's well, it's um, it stars the guy who plays um, uh, Elliot Stabler, mm. um, and he plays like um, a now disgraced former like super cop, like hero cop kind of guy, and he's just like an alcoholic, and he's a hitman, and um, this this little girl like gets kidnapped, and her imaginary friend, who's this like pegasus type creature with buck teeth um comes and finds him and he's like you have to save Haley. what is this 
the show. It's insane. <laughs> it is bananas. It's super weird. But you have to be ready for weird. But like it's funny and good if you can handle weird as fuck. <laughs> if you can handle dark and weird and violent. Gotcha. And it stars the creepiest Santa Claus character I've ever seen in my life. And that is literally what gave me nightmares. I'm so scared. All right. Well, that's all what we have for you guys today. Um, thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.